about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steve Shapiro. We've been doing this a long time, and I know what you're thinking. You're so youthful and relevant. The young people come to you in droves. Sandra Golden. My nose! And little did we know it meant two different things. Rusty Menzel. You don't treat people that way and make Rusty rocks. And Drew Butler. What are you going to say when it happens that I'm the man? Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, welcome into the Steakhouse. I'm Sandy Golden. And Steak Shapiro will be in here shortly. I think he's, people just stopped him in the hallway because he's so popular. So Bo is kind enough to stay along. And I appreciate it because I'm on to the NASCAR full speed. Yeah, it's really good, ain't it? So Netflix has dropped this show, which is like the F1 sport, where they kind of take you deep dive into you meet the drivers, why NASCAR is doing things differently, why you should care about NASCAR. I'm hooked. The first, I got the first two episodes, and it is excellent. Yeah, and they're really the, – Denny Hamlin takes a big part in those first two episodes. Bubba Wallace is in them. It's so good. Dell Jr. was like the executive producer for this, and yeah. obviously he has a big part in it, but it's really good. They took what – Golf did with PJ with full swing. They took what the Formula One show did, and they did their own spinoff. And it's just on the playoffs. It's been fun to watch. It's fun for me because you get the behind the scenes of a sport you don't get to see a lot of. Big time. And then you see that Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan is in it a lot mm-hmm. as well because they own this 2311 team that has Bubba Watson and Tyler Reddick, which are the stars of the future. Stake's in now. And I was telling you about it yeah, early. No, and Stake is not a NASCAR fan. And just because you only know what you know, and that's just not a big part of his life. But if you were ever going to just kind of take a peek and say, yeah. I want to watch it. This is why you will watch. William Byron is this young up-and-comer who literally started as a gamer. So his parents got him this facility, the thing in his uh, basement. That's what me and Mike do, iRacing. It's wow. a simulator. Do they do the whole backstory yes. on him and yeah. these guys? Yes. So this is the highest. And their hot wives and yeah. their kids. They do it a lot. The like- highest level of filmmaking. This group now, this Netflix group that did all the shows that you said, it's now become like the NFL Films version. NFL Films was recognized as the best sports documentarians, right? Yeah. Their, their, their level of music and cinematography and, and, and filming. But this group now at Netflix is getting that same reputation. And yeah. we know what it did for F1. NASCAR needs a jolt, yeah. right? Yeah, they. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing well, but they still need that help when football season comes because it just goes away. Right. And their ratings they, go they down. Need, you're being kind. They need a lot, a lot, a lot of help because the ratings are ter- – the, they went off of ESPN. That's the truth. Yeah. So they get no coverage, a little no coverage. So the diehards like you and I will go find the race. It's hard to find the race. But I just want you all to peek at it. So we okay. try to tell you about good little, yeah. little shows – it is How really good. How will the wife good. feel about it? Will wifey be able to get She's into it She's going to like it because they te- there's great storytellers. Yeah. 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 Even Amy and Amy, she watched an episode with me, and she was awesome. like, yeah, this is fun to watch. She's like, but she asked questions, and I'm like, <sighs> and I pause, and then I go back. Wow. But, so but you, you know. You don't like her asking you questions, huh? Well, I don't mind questions, but I mean, too many questions. Okay. Well, I get in trouble, trust me. That should be like a husband manual that we hand our wives, like the day uh, we get married. Mm-hmm. Just says too many questions. Don't ask Meaning, them. like, yeah. you know, keep it within reason. Yeah. Anyways. I would love to see that manual. You two, too many two happily questions. married gentlemen, so too do the manual. Too many questions. Yeah, I yes. could write one. There yeah. you go. There we go. Thank you, Bo. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. No, that's okay. Um, How are you doing? Awesome. Just was in Panama City with my sweet mommy. Hey, get your skin checked. We had a uh, little little skin cancer on her. I always remind folks. You had a little what? Skin cancer removed with the Mohs surgery for my sweet mother. So she was down there having surgery. Yeah. So I went with her to hang out. She's doing great. 
Yeah. 87, y'all. She's just phenomenal. That's great. Yeah. yeah How my, about you? What's going on? How, uh, what was Barnsley Gardens last night? Barnsley, uh, Barnsley Resort up there in Adairsville. Yeah. So I had a meeting up there. I was telling Rusty. Otherwise, I was going to be at the Georgia game. We had like a, a business dinner. We do a lot of work with Barnsley and Cartersville. Great part of our state. And we're filming a bunch of stuff for Atlanta Eats and for our company. And had dinner at Barnsley Resort. Stayed in one of their cabins. So it's changed now from gardens to Barnsley yeah, Resort. Yeah, Barnsley Resort. Okay. Um, we had so many company getaways up there over the years um, that were just debauchery. There was a lot 15. of uh, couples were created, if you will. <laughs> Hookups slash there marriages, that weren't divorces. Supposed to, that weren't supposed to be created. The story about Barnes, this is 20 years ago. Did I tell the story yesterday? No. One of the guys got in a golf no, cart. No, because I was listening. I was thinking, I wonder if he's going to say One of my guys, because there's no, you know, once they shut down the restaurants and bars, you're in these cabins. Mm-hmm. You get hungry if you've been drinking for eight hours. And one of uh, um, my buddy Kevin and my buddy Cody decided we're going to get a golf cart and we're going to head to Wendy's because they heard it's like, um, bro, that's eight miles away in a golf cart at 2 a.m. Good decision. That's not a good decision. <laughs> that was not a that's good hilarious. decision. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, shout out to Barnes who was there last night and shout out to, uh, I don't know, a lot of stuff going on. We got a busy show today. Mike Griffin will join us, talk Senior Bowl. Um, it's Atlanta Eats on radio today. We're going to do soul food. You're going to educate folks on the history of soul food. Um, and uh, coming up, we got uh, a lot happening in college football. I think we're paying attention to. We finally know when Raheem Morris is going to speak. Uh, right? Don't bring it's it up to Dila. Dila is, is super, a- super peed. Is he? Yeah. Tweets. What's he so upset about? Why is it taking this long? Why is it at two in the afternoon? When does he want it to be? Well, let's just say that the Seattle coach is being introduced already. They hired him like an hour ago. So there you go. Yeah. I don't know. There's rhyme and reason to everything. I would say this. Not worth getting stressed about. I guess if you cover the Falcons full time. All right. Let's do our nine at nine. It is Super Bowl week, too, probably. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. Nine on the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Thank you. It's February the 1st. January is gone. February 1, two weeks from today. You know what's going to happen today? Today, February 1st, right? That's what I just said. Yes. (laughs) You know what's going to happen today? What? People are going to be drinking a lot because because dry January is over. Oh, dry January. (laughs) Hey. But that's I know, what we should hear from people. I know so many people that tried, some of them actually successful. That's a real thing. Not good for the restaurant business at all. So well, you weren't here, but Zeno was with me, and it was January the 17th is Quitter's Day. That's the day on the calendar that they say people give up on whatever you've been trying to do, with, whether it's eat healthy, the dry January. They have done the math, and they January, January 17th, 17th was Quitter's was Day. Was Quitter's Day. Yep. I think most of America, January 3rd, maybe, 4th, 5th. <laughs> yeah. If you did it the whole month, good for you. Yeah, that good is for you, great. Absolutely. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about Braves, pitchers, and catchers will be on the field two weeks from this morning out at uh, Northport. So Bra- uh, Braves p- baseball is coming. Uh, dogs in Bama last night packed Stegman Auditorium. Dogs were on fire. They were up by as many as 16 until they weren't. They lost 85 76. Yeah, shocking. Six and a half point underdog, too. And they were dominating much of the night and they were leading much of the second half, but they went cold at the wrong time. It's a bad loss for Georgia, who is nowhere near the power rankings they need to get in the NCAA tournament. Now, had they beat Alabama, who's first in the SEC, and South Carolina is second in the SEC, they're at Stegman on Saturday. That was the kind of back to back wins you needed. He didn't get it. Um, I give Mike Weck a lot of credit, but at the end of the day, you're just not in the mix for the NCAA tournament, much like your uh, 
counterparts in Atlanta that had the massive win over Carolina. It looks like another year of no tech and no Georgia in the NCAA. Speaking of the dogs, Georgia will sell beer at Sanford Stadium. That announcement coming as Josh Brooks does a 30-minute presentation in front of the board at the University of Georgia and say, yeah, we're the last out of the 14 schools in the SEC, which I was shocked about, Stake, that in, to sell it in the football stadium. I, I just, for the life of me, don't understand what the, rule, what, what the mindset of not having beer sales at a football game are. Listen, my daughter's a freshman at Georgia. Let's just say that drinking beer is, it's not like, oh, I'm finally a senior. Now I'm allowed to have my first cocktails, right? Anybody that's been to college knows it's happening anyway. It's happening in the parking lot. It's happening in the fraternities. It's happening in the sororities. And when you have adults that spend the money they do on Georgia football tickets, we talked about the SEC title game. That was ridiculous that in the building you couldn't even have a beer unless you were one of the suites, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, listen, Georgia doesn't need more revenue. They probably... They they definitely lead America in revenue driven by their football program, but it's for the fans. It's for know? the fans, and so the fans don't leave, by the way. They, they were improving Wi-Fi Absolutely. and game experience, Absolutely. and you don't want everybody leaving because you can't get a beer in It's a real it thing, no three-hour and 40-minute game when you've been tailgating and you walk in there and you get tired. You, right? you need tired. a beer. So. And I can't check Instagram, the two things that are really ruling my life yes. as a student. So uh, coaching carousel continuing. Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald taking that Seahawks job. The number that jumped out, a six-year deal. He now is the youngest coach in the NFL. 36. Boy, does his life change, man. Uh, Drew Butler gave us great perspective on him. He talked about literally going to Buttsmeer Building, showing up time and time again when he was a student at the University of Georgia, wanted to be a part of the football program, tracked down, uh, who was it, the big loud uh, d- our d- big loud defensive coordinator uh, back in the day that um, he tracked down and eventually got hired as a Todd. GA. Yeah, Todd. Uh, Gosh, what's wrong with Grantham. Todd Grantham, Grantham. thank yeah, you. So, there we go. Um, Todd. Yeah, yeah, great story. Drew Butler has a lot of perspective on him. That is a huge moment. For Mike McDonald. Good for him. So the commander's job is the only one open, which means is that Dan Quinn? Does Dan Quinn go back to the Cowboys? I don't, is I don't that think, a Belichick? Yeah, is d- that are they waiting on Aaron at uh dis- Aaron Glenn at, at Detroit? Like very interesting. I don't think they're talking to Bill Belichick. I haven't heard much about that. I, I know that if Dan Quinn didn't get the Seattle job, he's not getting the Washington job. Aaron Glenn should be in the mix, and you know, of course, um that uh this is the last gig out there. So Ben Johnson's already taken himself out of yeah. the mix. Supposedly he was asking too much right. from a number of school, number of uh, uh, NFL teams, and uh, I guess it'll be wide open on uh, the final hire. Let's bring up the Super Bowl matchup in the line, if you will, because I'm curious. Uh, 49ers Chiefs that started at three and a half. Three and a half started at three. Forty Niners three and a half on Bovada. I'm just telling you what I yeah. looked at. It quickly switched to one and a half. Yeah. All right. It's now back to two. Yeah. It's not. 49ers are favored by two. I don't understand this. Well, 49ers are the best team in the NFL all year. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. The difference is staggering to me. Well, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is 14 and three. Patrick Mahomes as an underdog is 11 and one. So that would suggest that. You know, if you're taking Kansas City, there's some history there behind it. I think the 49ers, though, are the best team in the NFL, and I think that's what the line is based on. Betting against Pat Mahomes, though, as an underdog, that is shaky stuff. And again, in 17 playoff games, he's lost three, Pat Mahomes. 
Um, so it's based a lot on the regular season also, where clearly San Francisco was better than Kansas City the entire regular season. Uh, but Casey just won on the road twice. I know. It just, I'm and, just... and won at Buffalo and at Baltimore, now neutral site in Vegas. And it, that it went up now from one and a half to two. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to get much higher than that. I mean, right. people... I think people would like to be able to bet on, on Mahomes. You give, him a, you give him another half a point, get it to two and a half, right? Right, so, um, right. Next week will be crazy. Crazy on Media Row in Vegas. Crazy as folks start to show up. If you're an ex-NFL player, you know this is not a Super Bowl you're sitting out. I would imagine you'll see more celebs, NFL players, Hollywood types coming from L.A. It's going to be crazy. Crazy in Las Vegas. And you don't even need to go to the game. You just need to be in Vegas to be a part of the fun. Yeah, we used to do that. We used to leave on Saturday nights yeah. or Sunday morning. We'd stay all the way through, and then you go home, you watch uh, the comfort of your living room, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, that's our 9 at 9. When we come back, by the way, 9 o'clock hour is brought to you by our friends at Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results. AdvancedHair.com. When we come back, Kirk Herbstreit had a tweet that I literally... Could not agree with more. Sums up everything I think is really dangerous about the the place where college football stands. I'm going to read you the tweet, and we're going to comment. Because uh, a program that I follow just lost their head coach for one reason. And we'll tell you why. Sports Radio, 92.9 a game. I'm Bart Winkler with a CBS... The show just hits different. It's the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Nine twenty four. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. 9 o'clock hour brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. It's, it's too late for the big guy <laughs> over here with the, uh, with the elbow brace, but it's not too late for you. One day treatment. Life-changing results, advancedhair.com. Raheem Morris, press conference, 2 p.m. Uh, at Mercedes-Benz on Monday. We will carry the press conference. Then we will have Raheem Morris live with Dukes and Bell. And then we will have Terry Fontenot as well with Dukes and Bell because we are the premier sports station in the Southeast, because we are the home of the Falcons, because we have 100,000 watts, I left Bar- I left Adairsville, Georgia this morning, and I heard our station every step of the way. Incredible signal, great station. The station Atlanta has uh, rallied around. So uh, Monday will be a, a fabulous day mm-hmm. as well. Um, you think folks are going to ask Arthur Blank about Bill Belichick in a press conference yes. while, while Raheem is sitting next yes, to him? Yes, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope they navigate the question well. I mean, it's going to be a weird conversation for Arthur with Raheem and his family next to him, and folks are asking, you know, about Bill Belichick. You got to ask it, even if he says. Uh, What's the question that should be asked? What, like, what do you? How do you phrase it? What do you want to hear? How did you end things with Bill Belichick? Has, okay, that's has, how did you? End- did you make an offer to Bill Belichick? Well, yeah, we. Well, he didn't. So we know that, and and that. I mean, you know the answer to that is no. I know, right? but you're asking Arthur Blank now. I'm not asking you. I, no, I think there, no, it's no, no, reasonable is, to be asking I mean, Give me that another question, question that, like, that, that is, is – yeah, because it has to be asked. Bill Belichick is reportedly quite upset 
Yeah. How do you react left, to How that? do you react to his being yes, upset? That he was led down a path. He was asked to, to the get prom the and then you didn't show up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Something along those lines for sure. But the Raheem stuff will be great. Raheem I'm, is going to own I'm the super room. Excited You're going to fall in it. love with him. He's going to. He is great. We'll, we'll talk about what we survived by not hiring Bill Belichick. Although I was vocal, not overly vocal. I thought it would have been a really. I think if you were to be hire. truthful with the man in the mirror, you were a little disappointed. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I Most disappointed because I love that we were the epicenter of conversation in the NFL. Right. I like when Atlanta's right at the heart of it. But you're right. At my core, I thought, let's hire Bill Belichick. But I think Raheem Moore is a great hire, and I'm looking forward to that as well. Two o'clock, we'll have the press conference coming up. So uh, yesterday in college football, it was announced that uh, Jeff Halfley came from Ohio State been at Boston College for a number of years and done really well for a program that really has a lot working against them. We joke Big about time. BC, but I yeah. mean, for them to compete in the ACC, very hard. You're an afterthought. 100%. And that's not a knock. It's a reality. You're a Power I, 5 school that's an afterthought when it comes to football. Yeah, no doubt. And I grew up an enormous Boston College fan because I lived five minutes from campus and Doug Flutie was there when I was there and I loved every sport. So BC was the closest school to where I was and I loved college and I loved pro. So there aren't many guys that are bigger BC football fans than I was growing up. And I was there when Jack Bignell was there. And I was there when Tom Coughlin was there. They went and beat Notre Dame when Notre Dame was number one. And there were moments. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. got him to number two in the country. Yeah, yeah. So there have been moments at Boston College. Mm-hmm. A proud football tradition there. Although in this current climate, a tough, a tough putt. Well, uh, Jeff Halfley is gone. Um, and not because the school didn't want him. He's taken the defensive coordinator job for the Green Bay Packers. ESPN's Pete Dammel reveals that Halfley wants to go coach in a league that's all about football, and college football as a whole has turned into mass fundraiser that includes NAL and recruiting your own team to keep them to staying out of the transfer portal. Kirk Herbstreet, without boundaries and regulation that makes sense, coaches that get opportunities in the NFL will be gone. This trend will continue until there's a new governing body, and it creates a CBA with a player's entity or union that would include issues like NIL transfer portal and eventually revenue sharing. The sport is spiraling out of control. I could not agree with Kirk Herbstreet more, and not because I root for a team like BC or a team like Tulane where I went, that really, although, be, although Tulane did great in the portal, I guess, grabbing guys that were mm-hmm. leaving Oregon and Alabama, you know, but they're the have-nots of the Power mm-hmm. Fives, and Tulane's not even a Power Five. And it doesn't matter. I got friends who are at Wake Forest and friends who are, you know, uh, Vanderbilt and, and, and friends that are NC State, whatever it is. The climate for coaches to try to hang on to their players, coach their players tough, but have them not leave, make kids wait a year or two to play, have them not leave. Get your alumni to write massive checks and, and create these collectives in order to compete. To worry at every second, not about recruiting, you know, senior uh, juniors and seniors in high school, but how to not get decimated by the portal or how to keep up with the Joneses. It's just exhausting. I think I heard Mike and Carl say the average pay at Ohio State is $150,000. That's the average. Yeah. So I Rusty was talking about your walk-ons are getting $50,000. And let's just say you're uh Jimmy Jimmy Joe over in Athens and you've been stroking a check for 100 grand for that player and that player. Well, now there's a whole new wave. 
Can you stroke another 100,000 and then another 100,000? When does it stop? When does it end? And this first wave of coaches that are leaving to go to the NFL, they may not get such a big splash because they're not the sexy names, but I'm going to bring up a name that just left to retire because of the same reason. And it's Nick Saban. Absolutely. And now you can you can point to his age. That's absolutely a factor. But if you don't think that the NIL, but more specifically the NIL, caused him to go, you're wrong. He's getting out of Dodge mm-hmm. as the craziness is hitting epic level and epic proportion. JT Daniels, we'll talk to Mike Griffith coming up. I guess he's at the Senior Bowl trying to be a coach. But JT Daniels has been five schools. Four schools. So many schools. Over yeah. the, you're just Wait, bouncing. Well, good for him. Yeah. yeah. And, and my point is he's an example of just the hysteria that is trying to police college football. College football is a sport. When you turn on the television on Saturday, when you watch the playoffs, the 12 team is fantastic. It's captivating. It's so much fun. The tailgating, all of it. Whether you're in Tallahassee, whether you're in Athens, whether you're, you know, whatever, Raleigh, North Carolina for an NC State Carolina game, whatever it is. But the stuff around it. And and the other part is, Sandra, I think most of us, unless we were some, you know, uh, from really elite parents, part of being in college is being broke to a degree, right? It's figuring out your ATM. I get $18.40 now. Either you have a job. Who's or, got all you can eat wings? That's where right. we're going for ten dollars. Hundred percent. We both yeah. live that it's life. It's a charm. A it's fun of it. Um, I just wonder what it even means. Like these kids are going to class or trying to get an education or trying to figure out it. But you know, if they're going to have a discernible way to make a living, if they don't make the NFL, whatever it is. But now they're handed three hundred thousand dollars. What does that do to a nineteen-year-old? It kid? gives you power. It gives you power, and not only that, now you walk in a coach's room that you're making more money than they are, some assistant coach at a college. Or a GA and, for sure. Oh, my God. Can you? And you're wanting me to listen to you? And? I'm driving a Rolls, and I just bought my dad. Those are the extremes with Prime's kids. But Why would I be paid? The balance of power is gone. It's just, it's just shifted so dramatically. Listen, I never wanted to pay the kids. I believe a college scholarship. I know what it costs. At these schools. I'm about to experience it again with my daughter, Nola. And I was looking yesterday what these, you know, um, tuitions might be. So, you know, I believe all the tutoring and all the meals and the board and the travel and the experience and the coaching, that that in and of itself had an incredible value. But, okay, you want to pay the kids, find a way to do it. I I get it. But this system now, yeah, this is completely out of control. And why am I going to tell a kid, just be patient? You know, you just sit. Man, now, at Georgia, you may get them to do that because if you're playing as a junior, you may go right to the NFL and you're setting yourself up for the best. The coach. system is failing. Now, the, the transfer portal will be a quicker fix because you can just, you know, make save, some rules. Make some rules. It's it. The NIL is out of control totally right. unless you declare them employees and then you can have regulation. But there's many dominoes that have to fall first. It's I don't see if an end in sight. If you're Jeff Halfley of Boston College, you, you can't compete in the – you're never going to win in the ACC. Right, right. Of course you're going to the National Football League. And by the way, quality of life, time with your family, less stress and anxiety about kids – on the on, on a, is a head coach every kid as a coordinator it's every kid on your side of the ball 
Go to the NFL. I heard Damon Stoudemire yesterday, which, by the way, was such a great interview. But he goes, well, it's kind of new. i got to make sure they're going to class. i got to look at their grades. Right. You know, these folks just want to coach. And in the, co- in the case of basketball, it's only 15 kids, really eight kids, yeah, 10 kids. Yeah. In college football, I don't know how you feel. I mean, good for you if you, if you went to Florida or Florida State like Sandra or, or Georgia or some other places. But most of us went somewhere else, and the chances of competing – of course, Ohio State's the favorite uh, ahead of Michigan and a lot of other. Did you see what they just did in the offseason? Did you see the guys who just landed from Alabama because they're writing massive checks? And Nick Saban says, I'm out of here, right? I'm going to Florida to my quillion-dollar house. Yeah. I'll be on the beach. <laughs> no doubt. I'll be golfing with 50 Cent. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw <laughs> so that. great, Travis Scott. Nick Saban Good Travis for Scott. Nick, living his best life. Hey, when we come back, is the Falcons starting quarterback Day one next season, right now playing in Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl practices. It could be a very, very good chance that's the case. Mike Griffith tells us, what about all these quarterbacks? Who's winning at the Senior Bowl? We'll do that when we come back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yeah, you got to go back and listen to our interviews. Had a great week so far, even without Miss Sandra. Great to have her today and tomorrow. Uh, yesterday, uh, we were, who was, oh, Rusty here doing a great job. We had Damon Stoudemire Tuesday. I was flying solo, Drew on Monday and, uh, listen to any of our shows at any time, um, including the Raheem Morris interview, which is coming up obviously on Monday, which will be fabulous right after his press conference coming up. So uh, a lot of reasons to listen to this radio station. Follow us on Twitter, uh, at Steak Shapiro at Sports Sandra, uh, coming up later on in the program, Atlanta Eats on Radio, Soul Food. Great soul food restaurants in Atlanta, and Sandra has the history. Or I don't know what she's talking well, about. Well, I asked you, do you know what that even means? Like, could you go prepare a soul food? Do you know where it came from I mean, and ingredients, which bo- I think is kind of interesting. It means black people cooking food that are really good. It's kind of, but it's not that it's exactly. Not that, it doesn't right. say that in the internet. It doesn't say grandma. <laughs> There's a charm of, of the, the spices and the African spices and good okay, big right. one-pot foods. All and, right. Well, you're going to educate us on some of that? I guess when I can get a word in at 10. You I know, mean, I, think, I think when off. Atlanta... There's like seven urban stations in the city, right? I just did V103 this morning. I think when you think about soul food, you think of Steak and Sandra. I th- those are the two I'm going to Listen, <laughs> when I I'll tell just... you my grandmother okay. and the food and the real collards and the real ham hocks, so right. don't oh, don't look, food shame me I'm just over telling here. You, I'm from the it, South. It's not the fir- <laughs> I'm from the South. It's not the first thing you think of it's true. is Steak well, and you, Sandra. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, Sandy. you're going to prove us otherwise, right. but let's do our uh, tailgate. <laughs> it's time to tailgate. No, we tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Mike Griffith in uh, 30 seconds. A couple of things. Stegman has got it right, man. Sold out, rocking, move the students down, uh, loud as could be. They've got Alabama in the house. They're up by 16. You think, wow. Yeah, first half was great. Second half they led. Uh, I told the baby, Sophie, you get your butt to Stegman tonight. I don't want to hear any excuses. Did she go? She went. And I just got a text. I was in the middle of this dinner, and it just said, ugh. And I was like, what? We were winning the whole time. I just went to the bathroom. SEC Network was 85, on. 85-76, your final. But good for you, Georgia. You're right there. Great win for Georgia Tech. So Georgia will be hosting South Carolina. And I believe Georgia Tech goes to NC State on Saturday. So let's no, just No. Go. 
What? No. None of that? Not, not good for you, Georgia. Well, no. I think you're close. You're close. Okay, Sandra, no. All I want right, to go to the I want to go to the tournament All this right. year. All right. I want to go this year. First in. Last right? in. Okay. You lost to Kentucky. You lost to Florida. You beat LSU. Then you lost to You Alabama. think they're out as of now? Their power ranking day day. They're like 85th uh, probably now. Hurtful. Right? What do you think they're at now? Well, they were. I want to say they were 79, 79, 79 going yeah. into the night last night. So now with that loss, yeah, you're probably like, yeah, you're not you know, mix. you're probably 83, 84, 85. You're just not in there. a good place. Well, but it, spring no. football's coming. So there you go, everybody. <laughs> Look at today is Optimist Day. So there so, you go. Spring football coming you, right up. If you were going to be optimistic, yes. I would say I, I yearn for a day that you can buy beer at a football stadium in Athens. Hallelujah, it's here. You can buy beer at Stegman and seltzers, which is interesting. At, 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 at Sanford. At Sanford starting this season, game one. So there you go. Congratulations. You can buy uh, the seltzers. Beer and seltzers. No wine, which I feel attacked. No, I know. But I'm sure Josh fair. Brooks is working on it. We don't know how much it'll be. It doesn't matter, but I think it's a great, great We don't beer. know how much it's going to be oh, in terms of. The it, pricing, because that was what like Josh It'll be like $8 Brooks. a can. Yeah. It'll be crazy, but whatever. Uh, joining do they us- sell cans in stadiums, or do they pour it in the red solo cups? What do they do? They probably I think, don't I think they sell cans. Yeah. I don't Mike know. Griffith will know. No, he's not going to know Are this, you a but... beer drinker at football games? That's the question. Or do you go get a cocktail? Like, what's your – Mike, you too. Do you, are you, well, you're working most of the time. <laughs> but if you weren't working, would you go grab a beer? No, or... no, 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 no. I'm Tequila there for football. Shot. I'm there for the family environment. I'm there because it's not an NFL game. So, no, I'm, I'm going to be the old – Dogie here that's going to go, no, this is not good for Georgia football. So you're a fireball not, guy is what you're saying. It's not good for the football environment. <laughs> it's Hold on, Mike. Oh, Mike, Mike, I saw you on Feinbaum. Oh, you do no. a fabulous job, but sometimes you just like to be the contrarian. Did no, you, did you I, just no, say I did, I don't. it's not you, good did, for football? It's not good for football? Yeah. No, I don't want to see the people getting beat up in the stands and falling over and kids, little kids, not parents not oh, want to take Mike, little kids. I mean, Mike. I don't. I. I don't. I'm, not, just, I'm telling you, I like the Sanford Stadium environment. Do, the way it, go to Jacksonville and do all. Mike, that. are you naive to think that they weren't drinking in the stands already? Yes, you're not before, one of those or guys, before. right? Listen, we don't have time for this. Mike's trying to be. Mike, he's trying on. to push. No, I'm not. He's trying it's to like play radio. Mike, right? hey, listen, listen, listen. Let's talk about the Senior Bowl first of all. Okay, how many times that. have you covered the Senior Bowl? Compare what it's like now to what it was like. Whenever you oh, first started covering it. Jake, it's so different. It's so different. When I was here working at the Mobile Register in the 90s, there'd be like eight media people and a 1,000 coaches. And, you know, I remember walking up to Pete Carroll. He's walking in. Hey, Pete, how you doing? Oh, hey, nice to meet you. Walked down the street with him 20 minutes or playing pickup basketball with Jack Del Rio at the Y. I mean, you know, now it's like there's literally a 1,000. I'm not kidding you. There is a 1,000, quote, unquote, media people here. And it's, it's, a, it's a blitz, and it's just, you know, good luck finding your way through. I was able to, where's Waldo Kirby Smart on the field yesterday? I couldn't believe I found him, uh, the elusive Kirby. I said, hey, Kirby, why don't you want me to do a short interview? He goes, no, Mike, good to see you. I'm not going to do a short interview. Got out of there fast, didn't really have, you know, and, and probably smarter Kirby probably doesn't want to answer questions about beer in a stadium or NCAA investigations that are going on at other schools. Not much that, that the two-time champ could say. So, so what do you? I'm actually surprised players. he's there. Yeah, just why is checking in with some of his kids? I assume, right? Well, for sure. I mean, you know, George has got six guys here. He, rec- you know, he recruits, and you know, let's face it. You know, Kalen DeBoer was down here, and you know, it, it's kind of a you know, as a head coach, you need to make an appearance. Show I mean, your all face. The NFL show show your kids 
that you're helping them in their track to go to the NFL. That's part of what For your sure. job is. You don't have to spend the yeah. week. So so let me ask you, um, and Mike Griffith joining us, what do you attribute it to? And I'll just, my opinion, obviously, all I got to do is look at the NFL ratings. Um, you know, uh, 50 million watched that AFC game on uh, yeah. on Sunday or with the NFC game. Um, the NFL is king of the world, and these are future NFL players. And just like we're about to talk about who's going to be the Falcons' next quarterback, there's a bunch of guys there that are going to be in NFL uniforms. So I don't think this is about college football. I think this is about the passion for the NFL. Uh, yeah, a little bit of both. You know, you're you're in Alabama, and so that that speaks to college football. And there's a lot of Alabama Pures fans, uh, and like they're Georgia fans. There's people that drive down to you know to get their autographs to meet these guys. Uh, but the like media, the yeah, but, but the media wants to know oh, who looks good, and you know, about I'm, fifty, yeah, yeah, about fifty fifty on that stake because you have a lot of the. A lot of the, you know, like the Georgia contingent. I mean, there's a lot of Georgia media people here, yep. as well as you know, Atlanta television personalities. So, and they're seeking out the Georgia guys. So it's kind of a mix. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the quarterback position. Um, yeah. Who ha- who has looked good? Take us. Th- a lot of guys are there. Penix is there. Bo Nix is there. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, JJ McCarthy is not there, right? Yeah, he doesn't matter. He he sucks. I, I think Joe Milton oh is pretty God. good. Um, Joe Milton. I mean, I just as far as NFL skills, I mean, let's just. You want me to keep it real? I mean, I'm not going to blow gas up your tail this morning. The guy's not keep an NFL real, quarterback. Keep it real, Mike. Keep it real. So go ahead. Joe Tell- Milton. Joe Milton is is looked really good. Now I don't know what his decision making will be like at the next level, but he's making all the throws and checks here. He's got a cannon for an arm. Probably a guy who may be a better NFL quarterback. The college quarterback, uh, you know, and, and of course, Bo Nix and Penix are, are looking smooth. Rattler's always been good, but the height is the question. I mean, Spencer's only six feet tall. I mean, these are the things when you when the scouts and the, and the GMs and the coaches, they can see these guys shoulder to shoulder, and it really shows up. How big is this guy? How good is this guy individually? I mean, a guy can kind of be uh, hidden on an offense or a defense. It's not that good schemed around, but here they're isolated in this drill work, and you really kind of get an idea who's – that's why Lad McConkey, you guys have seen this guy's skyrocketing in NFL rankings with what he's doing in this drill work. Give us some other guys that have shown out uh, on the offensive side of the ball. We heard great things yeah, about – Yeah, I've been surprised with Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, you know, and uh, another guy that at Georgia just kind of thought he was another dude. But, you know, here I guess he's been doing some speed work. I mean, he looks particularly good. I've been watching mostly uh, the Georgia guys, you know, kind of up close and personal. But, again, I noticed Milton – uh, the, just the steam this guy puts on the ball. I mean, it just you can see there's a difference with the velocity that he's throwing with, and you wonder maybe if those Tennessee receivers hadn't got hurt early in the year, maybe he's a different guy. Um, you know, none of the DBs have really stood. It's been tough on them. I think this drill works. You know, they can't really hit anybody. You know, they, they seem like they're about a half step behind. So um, it, it's been an interesting. Uh, it's been an interesting Senior Bowl uh, because of the overriding uh, NFL stories that are going on right now. The coach. Uh, openings. I mean, my gosh, this guy Seattle hired. Um, I, I, just a few years ago, Georgia was running over him in a, in a bowl game. But it just goes to show you that you know being a head coach is as much about administrative and how you look behind a podium as who actually is doing the X's and O's these days. Defensively, any SEC players jumping out at you? Any conversation, particularly of guys that are moving, uh, are, are making folks notice that maybe we weren't anticipating? Too early in the, you know, the game is where the defense gets to tee off. I almost feel like stake. They they keep these these drills, you know, non-contact wise, because they want these guys to come down here and do it. 
I mean, guys aren't going to come down here if they're going to get the hell beat out of them, right? I mean, they got to combine in a month. So it's going to be a lot lighter. You know, you can ask the Georgia guys how it compares to the Georgia practice, and they just start laughing, right? Because it's just nothing like exactly. it. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's still football, uh, but, but it's not like – the difference is the head coaches are here, and they get to meet these guys. They get to see how they pick up on schemes, how they adjust to the NFL coaching, who's the deer in the headlights, who can adjust. And, and they get to lay eyes on them. Again, it's, it's, you know, it was like when I got to come in the studio with you, State. You can be a pretty intimidating guy over the phone line. I'm not going to lie. But I met you in person. I said, ah, this guy's a teddy bear. He's great. He's warm. He's wonderful. And the NFL coaches and, and the GMs are kind of the same way when they get to meet these guys in person. Well, I can't wait to give you a hug when I see you soon. So uh, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the senior ball. Look forward to reading you as always. Mike Griffith does a fabulous job. Talk to you soon, buddy. Enjoy uh, Mobile. Appreciate it, guys. We'll talk soon. All right. There's Mike Griffith at the senior. I'll give you some names, by the way, also that are trendy. The Michael Penix conversation, the Bo Nix conversation. Fascinating ones. I'm going to tell all y'all something. The Senior Bowl is ridiculous. Uh It means very little. And I'm going to bring up two names, Brian Cox and Rasheed Hageman. Do you remember when Brian Cox fell in love with Rasheed Hageman? You You literally had to just go back like eight years. I know, but I I speak with experience. I was there, goodness, probably half a dozen years or so. What goes on behind closed doors. So what's more important? The interviews that happen, the handshaking that happens. You get to know those kids as opposed to, listen. As opposed to what? The the, the combine? Game film. Are you kidding me? Combine. I I don't want to see game film in college. I want to see what he's going to be like. With NFL coaches put hands on him. I don't I don't necessarily agree. What do you you like the workouts on campus better? I love the like on the campus. I, I love when you're like if you're going to Georgia or Tallahassee and you've got all those assistant coaches and they look at you in the eye and go, Here's what he does great, here's what he doesn't do so great, which does happen. All right. I I don't mind the television event, but just it is what it is. I, I think, By the way, McConkey was really, really, really good before they actually saw him work out. In yeah, but he wasn't Mobile. getting the throw. Well, he was it's hurt. Like, it's like it's he was like hurt. Rose. a I lot know, of the year. A lot of the times, you're not able to showcase yourself. I mean, wow. When we come back, ten o'clock hour, we uh, we're going to ask the question: How did we get saved from the Bill Belichick press conference? And is that a good thing? We'll talk about that. Uh, and a legend in Georgia that made me think. What happened to the good old days? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game coming up about seven minutes. Soul Food in the ATL. You want four or five great places for soul food? And, Atlanta, and uh, Sandra gave us a little education on the history and the culture behind it. We'll do the Atlanta Eats on radio segment because um, Atlanta Eats is something I think people care about. And I said, why am I doing it on all these other stations and not doing it on our show? So when Sandy's here, we're going to talk a little food. That's coming up Good. in a little bit as well. Coming up later on in the program, later on this hour, uh, we say goodbye to one of our favorite special team coaches all time, Travis Kelsey, saying, I'm not playing if you want to. You want to get after it? I, I'm more than happy to do it. And uh, the other side of the soul music we'll be playing for our segment is Billy Joel. Billy Joel's pretty uh, soulful at times. Um, what's his song? I got uh, 
It's all about soul. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'll do uh, a list came and out. New music drops today from Billy Joel first in 17 years. That's why Billy we're doing Joel's Billy got Joel. new music. Girl. Jeez. I didn't, I didn't think that. I, I thought that ship had sailed big time. Um, anyways, is Claude Felton is an inside name in the world of sports in the city of Atlanta. He is the sports information director at the University of Georgia, and he hasn't been there for 10 years. He hasn't been there for 20 years. He hasn't been there for 30 years. How long has he been there? 100 years. Yeah, he, I don't have the number in front of me, but to 40, tell people, tell people what years. a sports information so, director is. So this is. is the guy that you go through for any media requests. He's the guy that handles the press conference. He's the guy that reaches out to the media. He's the guy that coordinates on game day all the needs of press from around the country. He it, has a staff of probably 20 under him, and she handles field hockey. He handles soccer. This one handles basketball. Game days are, Oversees yes. everything. Yeah, yeah. He, he, He's it, a big deal. It, yeah. it's, it's a position that is a high-stress position. Um, in the NFL, a lot of times you get you get pushed out depending on the coach. 45 years he's been there. 45 years. You get pushed out according to coaches. They want their own guy. It's a very important job. The guy in the Falcons does a fabulous job, right? David. Uh, David yes. Bassetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's great. So We've been very lucky around these parts for sure to have just really great SIDs. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Claude Felton is one of the great gentlemen in that profession of all time. Could not be more kind, helpful, communicative. Right. Yes. Um, so he's retiring, and I was maybe just think about that job and that process, and then I was thinking about media members. A guy like Mike Griffith who covers Georgia every single day of his life, right? Certainly during the season, and so many other guys. These are not glamorous jobs. I mean, what we get to do is a lot more glamorous than a lot of what the beat writers have to do all On over the country, basis, yeah. especially with you know. Places that aren't the University of Georgia, mm-hmm. East Carolina, where Jim Bob Cacciatore was uh, years oh, ago, right? Or, 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 you know, insert school, you know, Wake Forest, which is, you know, nice little program. But, like, you know, you're in Winston-Salem and you're not covering the NFL. You're covering a nice ACC program. Or the same could be said of, you know, I, I don't want to single out, but uh, whatever, uh, covering Missouri or you're covering uh, Pepperdine or whatever. That's, okay. And then I was thinking about the way that certain coaches choose to handle their business, right? And when I was a young guy in my 20s, I was scared to death of these press conferences. I wouldn't ask a question. I was covering the Celtics and Casey Jones and Bird McHale. I was covering, you know, the NFL locker room. I covered all four teams, and I never opened my mouth because I, I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want to look stupid or be chastised or whatever. It's just intimidating, right? Right. And there's a basic way to go about your business, Um where you you can treat people in that position where you're the coaches with respect. Um, and Bill Belichick was the opposite of that. And Nick Saban was bad, not as bad as Belichick. And if Belichick was here, it would have been really uncomfortable to have to deal with him on a daily basis. And how ridiculous it is, I was thinking, for guys, even NFL writers, I don't care if you're writing for The Athletic or you're writing for you know Falcons Daily or whatever, those aren't high-paying jobs. They're not living in Buckhead in, in mansions. Mm-hmm. These are grinders. These are guys on deadlines. These are guys that, you know, um, are trying to, you know, provide uh, the viewer, the listener, the, the audience with something, right? And we were saved. That, nothing irritates me more than, than talking down to a guy 
It's not about what you make, but a guy, uh, just say it. How about it's just common respect for other human beings that treat the janitor the same way as the beat reporter as when the NFL network comes in? What do you And so, I would say yeah. coaches, I would say managers, I would say whoever's in your office that treats people like crap. Right. It's not it's okay. It's just as much energy to be a jackass as to be Brian Snitker, who is the opposite, mm-hmm. or Alex Anthopoulos. We are so lucky around these parts. Yeah. We have great gentlemen that I mean, treat us with respect. Arthur wasn't trying to be rude necessarily to the writers, but he did lose his way at times with the notion of going to those press conferences irritated and agitated and you know, snapping at folks and everything else. And I don't think he's... I think he once he started losing, he he toned it down, right? Because that that you can't be arrogant and be losing, right? That doesn't work. But like like why why do you why did why does it not bother sometimes? Used to like okay, well he's a writer. Why shouldn't he talk to him that way? Like why shouldn't writers be treated with some you know modicum of respect? And uh, I just enjoyed the hell out of watching Bill Belichick this year go on that radio show on WEEI and have to face those questions that are legitimate questions to ask guys who make tens of millions of dollars a year. And I will say it. The guy who's in the uh, press row makes $64,000, right, and is trying to make it to his kid's high school football game or, you know, his junior high daughter's dance, and the guy on the podium is making $8 million a year, and you got to belittle him, and you got to be irritated, and you got to be – like – just it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I agree. And it's just there's no need for it. And with Raheem Morris, you're going to get the opposite. And not that that's why I like the hire. I like the hire because what everybody else around the NFL has said about him. I like the hire because he's coached on both sides of the football. That he that he's coached receivers. That he's been a defensive coordinator. And that everybody's like, whatever you give him, he's going to motivate his players and do everything else. Is it a bonus that he's also going to be a great interview? And he's going to treat people great? Yeah, I think that's a bonus as well. Right. I have a tweet from a Spencer Williams who did not read that it is Optimism Day today Yeah. because he is the opposite. He writes, tweets at me, I believe we as Falcon fans are being sold a bill of goods. I don't need to hear how nice he is and how he will win the room. If I look at his resume and his staff resume, it's not impressive or worth of this job, yet everyone says he is. Right. Okay. Well, um, I assume the resume. There is a lot of fans (laughs) that feel exactly like Spencer Williams, who needs to turn that frown upside down. So what would he have been happier with if it was Ben Johnson, if it was Aaron Glenn? If it was like, what do you want to see for your next head coach? You know, like, I like that he's been a head coach. He had Josh Freeman for three years. How much are you going to win with Josh Freeman? No one gave him a quarterback. He he took over a team that was 0-5 and Dan Quinn. Was he supposed to go like 9-1? And by the way, he might be the nicest guy in the room that also gets fired right. in three years. We don't know, but as Listen, a fan, you've got to kind of let, like, let's just all take a deep breath and say, "Gosh, we hope we got the right guy." If you think that I support it because Raheem's a nice guy, I think he was the most qualified guy of every single guy that's been hired, short of Vrabel. No, Vrabel wasn't hired, so he's the most qualified guy of everybody that's been hired. I think that's who it is. Is 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 Raheem, and I think he's the right coach at the right time for this city. And Bill Belichick, as much as I thought that would have been cool, he would have been insufferable and probably saved me and a lot of folks from having to deal with him. Do I think it would have been worth the risk? Of course. Do I think they got the, uh, a great hire? I think that as well. Both can be true, be true at the right. same time. All right, you ready to do Atlanta Eats on yeah, Radio? Yeah, I am. Here we go. 
Time now for the tastiest, juiciest, most delicious, crave-worthy segment in radio history. Time for Atlanta Eats on the radio. Got some hungry dogs over here. With the Steakhouse. What is- Atlanta Eats Radio, brought to you by Gas South. The difference is good. What do you want to tell us about soul food? Kind of the history so, well, behind Well, that's why I asked you. I said, would you know how to prepare a soul food and where that even came from? And it came from, it's. it was in the South especially, of made from people that don't have a lot of money. That we we are in the one pot business. We've got to make this food last a long time. So we're going to cook the big thing of pork, the big thing of greens, and all the spices that comes with from Africa. So it's a different kind of cultural thing. Yeah. It's certainly fried chicken, but we make it differently in the South. And then the soul food is a whole other level of Southern food. So Going that's just deeper. the difference. No, I like yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. The authenticity of it, right? It's not just a meat and three. That's not soul food. No, and it's certainly not a beautiful story when you go, why soul food? Because the slaves were given the scraps of what was left to eat. So they made, they had to make the most of what was going on in a big old pot of yummy, delicious food. So, Great backstory. That's the truth. Thank yes, you for you're that. Welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Busy Bee Cafe on MLK. Uh, Chef restaurateur Tracy Gates. It's her moment right now. She just won a huge hospitality award for the city of Atlanta. She's had presidents come through there. The restaurant's super famous. Their fried chicken were just off uh, Memorial Drive near Mercedes-Benz is some of the best in the country. Candied yams mm. and uh, good old-fashioned banana pudding, right? Holy smokes. That sounds awesome. All right. Uh, how about Twisted Soul Cookhouse and Pours? Another great fried chicken place, uh, mac and cheese, great cocktails as well. It's on Huff Road, really, really solid spot. Virgil's Gullah Kitchen and Bar, right around the corner from us here, but multiple locations. This is, do you know what Gullah is? It's it's a coastal region of South Carolina-type food. Um, they've got the and Corn Muffins, Shrimp and Grits. It's a Geechee culture from Charleston, South Carolina. And they are blowing up in Atlanta. Collard greens are second to none. Mm. Rock South Cuisine, kind of upscale, a little more bougie on, on uh, Buford Highway. Oxtails, catfish, and grits. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Now, oxtails are a little aggressive for you, right? You're not going to do I don't oxtails? I like oxtails. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, there are a lot of folks. That's very authentic when you get into that. A couple of other places worth mentioning, talking about soul food in town, is um, Delilah's. Everyday Soul at Chattahoochee Food Works, right where my office is. That's a great food hall to check out. The beautiful restaurant. They've been hiding in plain sight in southwest Atlanta for over 40 years. Really great um, soul food. They got a shout-out from Goody Mob's debut album, Soul Food. And the food is beloved because it tastes like it was like, like you said, yeah. Sunday morning yeah. in the kitchen. And grandma's it's been, in there. It's been cooking all day and probably yesterday. Big Daddy's Kitchen on Campbellton Road in Southwest Atlanta, another great spot. Frank's Cajun and Soul Kitchen on Powder Springs uh, in Marietta, Georgia. So, Atlanta, listen, we don't land as the best barbecue. We may not be the best soul food. We're not, but we're just good at a lot of different mm-hmm. foods, right? And soul food is one of those things as well. I'll try to post something on Twitter, but that's an example. That's a great list. Wow. Pascal's as well. You Pascal's. Know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. More of a meat and three. Mm. Walter's Soul Food Cafe on Cleveland Ave. Uh, another spot worth mentioning. When we come back, Sandy's got a belly up to the bar you're going to love. One of my favorite moments in the history of Hard Knocks. <laughs> Plain and simple. I could hear it a million times. We'll play that for you. Why Sandra continues to tell us Travis Kelty has that big tight end energy 
Isn't that what you said? BTE, I like it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll do that as well. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Man Cave Store. Visit mancavestore.com. Steak and Sandra on Sports Radio 90, 2-9 The Game. More of the Steakhouse. Make some damn noise. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. 1025 on the fastest two hours in radio. Steak and Sandra, thanks for being with us. We'll belly up to the bar. Uh, one of the best Billy Joel songs of all time. We'll tell you why we're talking about that. Also hear from Travis Kelsey, one of my favorite Hard Knocks moments coming up as well. Raheem Morris. What's the Orlando Ledbetter, the beat writer from the AG? What's he so fired up about? He's tweeting that about? That it's taken 10 days to, to have to, a press to be able to interview, to interview him. Yeah. He's antsy. Mm-hmm. Thinks it's too long. Mm-hmm. And he loves to read. Well, it is Super Bowl week, so folks that are out there covering this thing have are leaving you know, are Saturday, they? Sunday. Yeah, the teams arrive Saturday. Yeah, but local writers, lo- local writers are not going out to the Super Bowl on Monday. I don't even know if D-Led even goes to the Super Bowl, does he? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Do you? I, don't I think know. so, yeah. Yeah, maybe on Friday or Thursday or something. I don't know. But it's one thing if we were in it, you know? I mean, Monday at 2. And why doesn't he like 2 p.m.? Does that bother him also? Yeah. I like when guys get agitated about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the Taylor Swift thing. I know, man. Putting Taylor Swift on on, on TV, those those half a second she gets, so irritating. <laughs> Makes me crazy. Yeah, I don't no, not that. really. Did you see Rusty Manziel's uh, Facebook? With so his daughter. Sweet. Yes. She's so cute talking about she's buying a Kansas City Chiefs jersey for Taylor. I know the some guy in his car. That's the problem. What that's well, what's the point? Some eight year old girl rooting for the Chiefs. She doesn't even know anything about football. Oh, I love it. Girl dads <laughs> is this is your moment to shine. This is yes, great. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Couple of things uh wanted to touch base with you about. Uh we talked about Georgia losing last night. That was a tough loss. Mm-hmm. Uh eighty five seventy six. We did, Bama? did you watch the Tech game the other night when they won that game? I did not. It was a big win. Oh, you were in Florida. So you yeah, sorry. It. I was with my mom. Yeah. And then a um, couple of other quick things. The We talked about uh, Raheem. What the hell did I want to tell you? Oh, the um, Hawks trade deadline. I'm, I'm reading through. Is DeJounte going to get moved? Sounds like Quinn Snyder doesn't necessarily want to move him. They got to stretch. Does he not want to move him, or they're figuring out they may not get anything back for him, and yeah. they can't get rid of him? And like, and now we like, gotta, you got to say this marriage is going to work because I just met with my <laughs> divorce attorney, and it does not look good for my bank account because that's likely more likely. Do what you it have is. no names? No names. Do you have girlfriends that were the financial situation a little smoother that have stayed with their man based on that? They've couples have stayed together because the the carnage. Of, I think we all know people, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Could you give me, if I asked you a name, would you give me one? Not on the air. No, that's, okay. I, that's a silly question. And by the way, they all make more than men in their life, likely, right. anyway. All your girlfriends do, huh? Most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is a great thing. That's a why the couples guys. work. That's why I know some of those guys. That's why they're where staying. Where are they going? That's where they're staying. <laughs> <laughs> you also, I'm kidding. You also never mentioned I went with a new haberdashery today, right? I've never worn a, a vest in the middle of uh, winter. Mm-hmm. Are you, you saying it's not the look? I mean, you give me a little. I'm honest with you. You're yeah. my work husband. So what's the it's problem? not it's the best t- look for you. It was too tight. All of it. Like I just don't like guys in a puffer. It does. It's not good. And the puffer Day-day. doesn't. It's too. It's, first of all, you have this big bandage on your arm. Yeah. Which I don't even know what that's going yeah, about. Yeah, it's a nasty bursitis. All yeah. right. So and and, what, and I maybe would like a long sleeve shirt with it. Right. But that's just Why me. You, I don't love a puffer. Just on a guy. Day-day, I don't like a puffer. Do you hear? Do you hear me getting dressed down here? Yeah. Do, do you agree that this was not was not the look, or what are you saying? Uh, uh yeah. Um, 
Wow. I mean, it's a consensus. Yeah. And you dress well, I think. <laughs> what are you, you saying, know. though? It's just too tight? or? Uh, it's just I mean, a... it's a little stiff for you. You, you know, usually you have kind of nice, loose, you right. know, just really like. I think a long sleeve shirt. You don't wear like a polo with a puffer. No. And, yeah. and a nice arm bandage. <laughs> wow. And buttoned up all the way to the top. Yeah, right. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we need some help. So fashion, it's a fashion fail today. No, no, you still and look cute. Fine. You're fine. No, 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 don't no. no. Listen, out. I am not thin-skinned. Back to the Hawks. I was just kidding. I yes. do want to remind you, the Suns are here Friday, and the freaking Warriors are here Saturday. So what a weekend. <laughs> Uh, look at that stretch coming up. What did you just say? It was the Suns are here uh, tomorrow night, and then the Warriors here Saturday. And then they have Boston and Philly on the road. Wow. That is just a nasty gauntlet, right? Yeah, By really the way, is. Doc Rivers, another night with the Bucks. Dame Lillard went back to Portland, which was, a, I guess. I thought a, it was game seven of the NBA Finals because SportsCenter did 12 segments on the return. Uh-huh. Dame time returns to Portland uh, yeah. and, Por- and loses. And Portland won, by the way. Yeah. Uh, who's their big pick? Uh, the Blazers, Scoot, right? Scoot Henderson, yeah. Kell High School alum. Dude, he yeah. looked legit last night. He was, he was going to the front of the rim. All right, ready to belly up? Let's do it. Everyone talking about. Yo, yo, what's the deal? We've got you covered. As we belly up. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Keith Armstrong is one of our favorite people in the NFL. And we probably know him a little better because of our former teammate, Brian Finneran, who used to be with the Falcons, special teams, wide receivers, all of it. Yeah, Keith Armstrong is just old school coach as it gets. I mean, he is just um, what you think of a special team. So like our old buddy Joe D. Camillus. They're, they're a different breed, right? It is right? true, yeah. And so he's done. He is retiring. Uh, he was very, very close friends with um, Todd down in Tampa, so he's retiring from Tampa, which led us to remember our, our greatest time with the Hard Knocks coming to the Atlanta Falcons. You a superstar? How many pro balls you, you been to? You got a gold jacket? So who are you? I'm going to tell you, Coach Smith asked me, what do you think All right, about Malachi Gooman? He don't want it, Coach. That's what's getting said. He don't want it. Told you, right to your face. Dark room, wow. special teams meeting. There's Cal- probably 30, 40 guys in there. Mike, he- Smith asked, Mike Smith asked me about Malachi Goodman, and I'm not going to lie to your face. I tell him, he don't want it, Coach. And then Devontae awesome. Freeman, here's a little medicine for you. Uh, Rashid Hageman. Devontae Rash- Freeman. Freeman got such a dose, and I didn't remember it from Hard Knocks. And then this is the moment with Jacquez Smith. And by the way, they're in the front row because they're the rookies. I'm telling you to do, okay? You understand, Smith? You ain't good enough to be an a- Do you understand that? <laughs> you ain't good enough to be an a-hole. Wow. It is so good. I mean, they I were, posted this clip yesterday. Our friend Jenny said I'd love to see that, so I found it on YouTube. Super hard. You just type in YouTube so, and hard knocks. But I put so it up and gonna watch. Yeah, it's a good three and a half minutes that you're gonna enjoy. Travis Kelsey yesterday. Uh, I don't know if y'all have heard of him. He's a tight end for the Chiefs. No, it's very hard no. to locate. He was on that show. Maybe he did have a reality show <laughs> of people trying to date him years ago, which he's so embarrassed by. He should be. That was oh, the it's dumbest terrible. thing he's ever done. Anyway. I'm kidding, but he was on with Pat McAfee yesterday, and you can just see him. Him sitting there in his looks like his house and they start talking about the whole thing with Justin Tucker and were you messing with him and then lo and behold who like jumps into the camera shot but Patrick Mahomes so this is McAfee talking with the two of them about that incident 
Tucker was going to beat your ass, dude. <laughs> he was going to beat your ass. You know that. Hey, Pat, he's going to beat your I'll, ass. I'll tell you, Pat, me and me and Patrick were on the sideline in the fourth quarter when Tucker had that chance to cut the lead to one score. If he would have missed that field goal, we were 100% getting a 15-yard flag. But of course, <laughs> he, of course he made it, of course. He can't let us have any fun. He yeah. have any fun, man. Yeah, and of course. We were always 1,000% getting flagged for that one. Yeah, that was a classic moment, man, leading into that game. They had uh, fisticuffs uh, minor at midfield, and then they had the uh, Justin Tucker stuff with Travis Kelsey. So, uh, Pat just... McAfee, dude, he bought them both on Super Bowl week. Well, we, it was Pat. It was yeah, I get it. Travis, and then Patrick just jumps that, in because juicy. why wouldn't they? That's juicy, right? He's winning at life for sure. I also want to bring up about the Super Bowl because you know everybody's talking about how in the world is Taylor going to fly into Vegas? Can I tell you that both corporate and the private jets they have shut down? There are no more time slots available to fly into Vegas within seven days, in or out. If you haven't already reserved If it. you haven't reserved that, it already. You don't think they'll find a way to get They will because they're billionaires, but, yeah. I mean, that is something What's else. What's that suite going to cost that Taylor Swift and Kelsey family is going to have? They weren't in plush surroundings in Baltimore. Or they'll, Buffalo. Yeah. Well, Buffalo, at least you could see everybody. You couldn't even see what's right. going on in Baltimore, right. other than Taylor up front. Where I didn't think her hair looked great, Sandra. But anyway, that was just, you know. Yeah, I didn't hear what you guys said, but I, we had some females uh, bark yeah, I'm just at saying, about... I want to just give her, a, I just, I thought her hair could have looked nicer that day. That's all. <laughs> well, you know what that is? That's really I... sweet of you guys, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, Billy Joel is coming out with a new, some new music, and the first song is available today. It's his first new music in 17 years. So USA Today. And he's a music critic and just kind of a music fan. Came up with his top 15 Billy Joel songs. So I put this on Twitter this morning. And it's as controversial as Rusty Rocks with his top five Journey songs because yep. everybody's got a thought on it. So let's go through the most popular according to this USA Today. Then we're going to hear from Stakey and maybe you guys. Wait, with this, hold on. You're already going to go to number one? No, no. I'm going to start with five. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to tell him I think my number one is. Okay. This is, according to USA Today, the top five Billy Joel songs of all time. His number five is Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Yeah. His, num- his number four, And So It Goes. The number three is New York State of Mind. Number two is my favorite song, Vienna, uh-huh. from Billy Joel. And his number one song this is Billy Joel's from Billy one. Joel's uh, book is The Summer Highlands Falls. Okay. They say that these are not the best of times. So these are Billy Joel's. You know what song he loathes? No, no, this is not Billy Joel's favorite. This is the music critic picking his. Okay, he's being way too obscure there. But yeah, it's a nice song. He's way too obscure. That's his top five. Okay. Scenes for for Italian restaurants number one. I mean, that's that's an iconic ballad. That's your number one. You want to give us your five, or you want to count them down? You're going to just throw out number one. Well, I'll just give you five of the best. Only the good Die Young has got to be in the mix. Mm -hmm. Allentown has to be in the mix. New York State of Mind, one of the greatest songs ever written about a city in history, and his ode to um, his hot uh, model wife that he married, right, Christy Brinkley. Yes, yes, Uh, yes. Uptown Girl. So Mm. um, that's my least favorite song of his of all time. Really, Uptown Girl. Mm -hmm. I love Uptown Girl. I love how he describes it. Got single. I started dating all these girls. I couldn't believe these models wanted to go out with me. Yeah. And he goes, then I met Christy Brinkley, and it was game over. So he wrote this for her. Great video. And they lived happily ever. Not so much. Down Easter, Alexa. Tremendous song. Mm. 
tremendous song. Also, go play Vienna just in your car today and have a moment. So, so good for Billy. Do you want to hear his new one, or do y'all have any interest in that? The new one. When we come back, we're gonna actually grade his new song, right? Okay. I wanted to go to break. A, I didn't know you. This is your least favorite song. Well, that's no, no. okay. That's why we all get along because it's no fun if we all like the same things like puffer jet vests and stuff. I mean, that was talking about getting dressed down. And then Day Day <laughs> didn't even throw me a life No, vest. Day Day is a great dresser. So Day Day wow. might be the best dress in the building. There, I'm going to say it. It's true. Well, we come back. By the way, the stand, that is very low bar. <laughs> we will play some three strikes. We'll talk about the Super Bowl line. Is it moving in the direction you want it to? And uh, all kinds of other fun stuff. Fastest two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Now back to more of the Steakhouse. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Stakes Turo, Sandra Golden. Thanks so much for being with us on a Thursday morning. Back tomorrow, play some buy or sell. Get you ready for the weekend. All kinds of other fun stuff. It's our big game of the night. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. I think the Celtics are playing the Lakers tonight on TNT. Yes, that is a uh, TNT game. That'll be followed by Philly and Utah. But honestly, the best game of the night is the Pacers and the Knicks. Halliburton back for the Pacers. Pacers, uh, they've been one of the hot surprising teams this year, and the Knicks are rolling, I think, what, eight in a row, nine Dude, in Nick, a row? Knicks, Knicks are completely legit. I mean, they may be better than Milwaukee. I don't think they're as good as Boston, but they're close. Yeah. Uh, Miami lost like eight in a row until winning last night. So the Knicks, what are they, third right now in the East? East is loaded mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yes, third behind the Bucks, and who yeah. are you know currently behind the Celtics. Bucks struggling two losses in a row. Yeah. So Celtics Lakers greatest rivalry in basketball. Um, maybe Duke Carolina at that level as well. If you never saw the um, rivalry, old, real old fashioned. I don't. I figure what the title is. It's Ice T narrating, oh. and it's you haven't seen the Celtics Lakers doc on Thirty for Thirty. It's three hours. And it's narrated on the Boston side by uh, Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg. And on the L.A. side, it's Ice-T who does it. And it's phenomenal. Traces all the way back to Auerbach and Russell and Chamberlain, Bird and Magic, Kobe and Garnett, the whole history of it, the two cities, the black and white uh, deal. Um, Tremendous. Me and my son Bobby are watching it. Very, very entertaining stuff if you get a chance. Celtics Lakers part of the deal tonight. All right, I got our three strikes questions. Um, and uh, we want full lines. I mean, I mean, we need to. I need to feel loved. I mean, I've been fashion shamed at the highest <laughs> level. So I mean, you know, listen, you, you gotta, you gotta be self-effacing, and you gotta look in the mirror. Or as Sandra would say, you need to look in the mirror before you leave the house. <laughs> well, right? you asked me, and I love you, so I want to. You know, I'm always. Well, honest. I knew there was something going on. I mean, why to, is that? Because you were otherwise, you would have said, "Why are you wearing a vest?" If mm-hmm. you liked it, and you didn't. I'm okay. What's the item in your closet your wife doesn't want you to wear? What is the item in your closet where the wife or the girlfriend is like, uh, no, that's a niche niche. Turn, <laughs> turn around with that one. Um, favorite driver. Sandra's talking about the, I'm going to go home and watch it, the Netflix NASCAR uh, I series. just tweeted it at Twitter because I had a bunch of folks asking me what the name it was. It's called NASCAR Full Speed on Netflix. And it's literally 30, 45-minute episodes. Have you watched every episode? Uh, just the first two. Okay, good. It's really good. Who's your favorite all-time driver? 
And if you're going to a meet and three, we were talking about soul food earlier. At a meet and three, what is your favorite side dish? 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Do we have any NASCAR fans in the house? Besides me. Uh, I won't say fan, but I will say Earnhardt Jr. I did become, you know, a fan of his probably, what was that, like mid-2000s, not too long after, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Senior passed away. And this was kind of like my, I want to say like my early 96 Rock days because I actually used to go down to the track and we'd broadcast live. We'd actually spend the night at turn four. Okay. Yeah, we used to oh, wow. We used to broadcast from the track. Oh, my gosh. All it the was, time. That's why I said, like, they need some help, and they, they do a really good job. You're going to see a, Michael Jordan is in a lot of the first two because he's an owner uh, of the team alone, now. With that Let alone, that alone, Let me just tell you what power. they're building in Mooresville, North Carolina, Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan. It's, I forget, 40,000 square foot, beautiful owner's, you know, a, a garage. Half of it is red and black. Half of it, which is the business side, is Tar Heel blue. It is sick, wow. and they take you inside of it. It's really no, you're I'd gonna like, like to it. See that. And the, by the way, they're hot wives. Like shocking, these very rich drivers have beautiful yeah. wives. So you're oh, like you're it. not a uh, NASCAR fan, huh? I'll dabble. Like I'll watch if I can watch it from start to finish. I'll watch. It's fun. Are you a meat and three fan? Is there a side dish meat and three? I'm a huge collard greens fan. Yeah, mm. they just have to be spicy. Okay. Spicy collard greens. What about you, Day Day? You got it. Uh, my favorite is honestly yams. I love some yams, man. Okay. Mm. All right. Good job here. Let's Good questions. We'll have full phone lines. 404-726-0929. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f- on. on the steakhouse. On Sports Radio 929 the game. Let's get Mikey and Tucker. Hey, uh, Mikey, what's the item in your closet your wife doesn't want you to wear? Uh, my very comfortable deck shoes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had some sneakers that I brought in to the office. Because usually I have pretty good. This is before I got into my sneaker game. It was about two years ago. The girl in the office is like, you know that that's like an SNL skit, those sneakers you wear. She went, what those are those? Are the da- those are the dad. Yeah, those Aww. are like. The dad shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, are you going to do some gardening? Because <laughs> she's like, are you wearing those? That wasn't even my wife. Oh, my man. wife. <laughs> uh, all right. The favorite driver. Favorite driver all time. Um, I got to go with Michael Jordan's driver, Bubba Wallace. There you go. Your favorite meet and three side. What's your meet and three? Your side. Your three. What's that your... good old fashioned southern potato salad. Yeah, I mean potato salad. That's tricky. a good you call. Do it right, you got a though. good potato salad. Yeah, That's you like egg call. in your potato salad or not? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get Johnny in the truck. Hey, Johnny, what's the item in your closet your wife does not want you to uh, pull out? One of my sixteen Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> Favorite all-time driver. Got to be Smoke Tony Stewart. And meeting three. What's your three? What's your favorite three? Can't be anything but collard greens. Collard greens. 404-726-0929 if you want to get aboard here. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, Good collard greens, and they take some time, but there isn't. My mother knew, my mother and grandmother, when they would soak them in the sink with vinegar and to get the dirt off. I mean, these are really fresh greens. So your grandma taught your mama. Oh, yeah, and then mom taught me. Yeah, that's how it works. So good. That's called Southern tradition. so true. Who's your favorite all-time driver? 
Mine was Rusty Wallace and then Chase Elliott. And and I wasn't one of late. So Chase Elliott was probably 14 years old. He came into the studio over at the other radio station. You weren't there yet. But when I tell you, and he was with Napa already, whoo, he, he was a the star then. Man. He's adorable, yes. All right, we got yeah. one more call here. Okay. Let's get Kay. Hey, Kay, what's the item in your closet that your wife doesn't want you to wear? Any mandals. Sandal mandals. She hates them. Favorite all-time driver? Mini driver. She's great. She's what? the best. I just, I couldn't sleep last night because I was in pain, my elbow. Yeah, what's with I it? turned I on the TV yeah. and Goodwill Hunting was on. And Minnie Driver and Matt Damon in that movie. So good. She is so cute in that. And she's hilarious in person when yeah. she's on the talk show. She's really good. She was so Very good funny. in that with Affleck and company. And uh, meet and three, what's your favorite side? Come on, we're in the south. we got to have collars. Yeah, the collars. Collars winning. Collars are the Go winner. Throw, uh, are you going to tell us what you did to your elbow? Because our friend is texting me wanting to know. Our friend Brian would like to know, what did you do to your elbow? Older Jewish men should not lift weights in any capacity. That's just not what I should be doing. Looking now, my elbow has yeah. a protuberance. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, we'll say hi to Andy and Randy coming back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.